The Entrepreneur MBA podcast purpose is to help existing business owners grow their companies past the $10 million in revenue per year benchmark. Here is your host, Stephen Holastic. Welcome, everyone. My name is Stephen Holastic, and I'm co-founder of Financing Solutions. And Financing Solutions for the last 12 years has provided very easy to set up lines of credit for small businesses. And I will be your host for today's Entrepreneur MBA podcast. Um, if you're interested in learning more about a business line of credit for your business, please visit, visit our website at fscreditline.com. Again, that's fs as in financing solutions, creditline.com. You know, I've said it over and over again over the 30 plus years that I've been in business um, with multiple businesses. I've almost always had a line of credit. I'm passionate about the idea that every business should have a line of credit just in case. And now we kind of make it easy for that. So please visit our website again if you're interested in learning more. So about me, over the last 25 years, I've built six companies in the $5 million to $25 million range, including two companies that have made the 500 fastest growing companies in the United States. I love learning from people with business experience. And today, I'm very excited to be speaking with Sonia Shelton from Executive Leadership Consulting. And before we get to Sonia, um, uh, just talk a little bit about our, um, our sponsor for today. It's a technology management group, also known as TMG. Um, they're, they're a great company. I really like the owner a lot. They have over 30 years of experience in cybersecurity. And so if you have an issue with cybersecurity, you have a, you have a question, you're, you're thinking about implementing a better um, cybersecurity for your, for your company, or uh, hopefully you haven't had a cybersecurity attack, um, you know, they, they would be a good company to talk to. And you can visit their website at cyberctrl.net. Again, cyberctrl.net. Um, today's guest, Sonia uh, Shelton, has seen it all from successful startups with brand new ideas to well-established Fortune 500 companies. Sonia uh, Shelton has founded Executive Leadership Consulting in 2007 from her passion for partnering with leaders and high achievers to create a clear vision and build work environments where employees are fulfilled and completely committed to the organizational success. She has captured her leadership tips and success stories in her number one Amazon bestselling book, You're an Executive, But Are You a Leader? Sonia, welcome to today's Entrepreneur MBA podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited for our conversation today. Am I saying your first name correct, Sonia? Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Just wanted to make sure. Um, so today we're going to be talking about the importance of knowing your why in your life and your business. You know, it's I I, lo I love this topic. Um, I don't. I, I a lot of times I you know there's some topics that really resonate with me and some not. I think almost the number one question I ask when I'm talking either to people I know. Uh, my sons, uh, or even when I'm going to initiate something myself, is the the why? Why are you doing this? Why is this important to you? <clears throat> so my first question to you, Sonia, is: Did you get this idea um, of the why be, uh, by Simon Sinek, who, of course, who wrote the the book Start with Why? This is this is where you kind of came up the, with this topic from. 
Yes. Yeah, so um, when I, I think most of my life, I've been very purpose driven and, and w exactly what you're saying. What is the why behind what I'm doing? And if I don't really understand why I'm doing it, I don't have a lot of motivation. So that's something that, that I've just noticed for myself um, my whole life. And when I started executive leadership consulting, it was around, you know, helping companies establish their vision. Where do they want to go? And why do they want to go there? And, and, and why are they doing what they're doing? And then a, a few years ago, I connected with, um, with this company called the Why Institute, and they uh, connect, connected with Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why, and created this tool called the Why.OS. And it's amazing and helps, you know, Simon Sinek's process, I think originally he took about six months with one person to help them figure out their why. And, and um, the Why Institute sort of evolved that to developing this tool where you can get it in about 10 minutes. And, and we started using this tool and really expanding it in different ways. So lo looking at the personal leader, right? So, um, so you as an individual, why do you do what you do? So it's called Y.OS because it's an operating system. It's your, your operating system. Why do you do what you do? What motivates you internally? And then how do you bring that why to life? So how do you internally process information? And this is all an internal process. So it's hard for us to figure that out ourselves. And then ultimately, what can others expect from you? And so, so we started using this model, not only with our our um, executive coaching clients and individual leaders, but started broadening it, broadening out to a team version. So what do you do? You know, why do you do what you do as a team? Even if you're a team within a broader organization, you have your own why that you exist and, and, and how you operate as a team. And then ultimately looking at the whole company doing the same process. So, you know, what, what is your why connection to why you do what you do? And that connects to your purpose and then how you deliver on that. And then ultimately what the people you serve, you know, your customers, clients can expect from you. Yeah, it's the ultimate question because um, if you're going to be a leader, if you're going to be a manager, you have to understand what's motivating people, right? Including yourself, right? You know, now on a side note, funny story, um, I, I've, I've met Simon Sick before, just before he, um, came out with the book. Um, and I have a, a good friend who hired Simon Sinek before he wrote the book to help him come up with his why. And which was interesting because he, the guy that hired him, he, um, he asked Simon to figure out his why for him. <laughs> and I think Simon was a little bit new at this and he, you know, tried to do it <laughs> for the guy and it's, it doesn't really work that way. Does it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I even think going back to what is the definition of your why? Um, I think that there's even misunderstandings about that because when, when I ask people, you know, what's your why they'll say, Oh, it's, it's my family or it's my faith, or it's because I want to make a big impact in the world. And we call those your, your who's and your what's, not necessarily your why. And what's interesting about the why is that it lives in the part of the brain that doesn't have language. 
And so that's why it's so hard for us to articulate it and, and really figure out, we know it, we know it when we feel it, but it's hard for us to have the language around how to explain it to somebody else. Hmm. I never thought of that. I never thought of something being so intuitive that you can't communicate it that way. I mean, some people would say in the past, this is you know a long time ago, that hiring people sometimes is that way. You just know it, but you can't articulate it. And I'm not sure if that's the best way to hire people, to be honest with you. But um, so, um, so now you answered my question about why is it so hard for people to articulate their why? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and from your experience of going over that, when you, although when I feel like when I ask people their why, they can articulate it pretty well. They just never been asked that question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, and, is, and they, is that your experience? I think they might understand it more from a purpose level. Again, you know, like, like it might be some, something outside of them, but not necessarily what truly motivates them in everything that they do in their life. Right. So, so for example, my why is to partner with others to make a greater impact. Right. So everything that I do in my life, whether it's friends, work, um, you know, anything, my, my relationships, my family, everything that I do, I can see how that motivates me when I feel like I'm not able to make an impact. You know, I'm, I'm talking to a friend and um, they're asking me for advice, but they don't really want to change. I get super frustrated, right? <laughs> right, and so so I understand that. And 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 every every why also has like we call it your superpower, and so every superpower also has its kryptonite, right? Where where there's an overuse of that that can actually be something negative. So for me, because I'm I'm so motivated by making an impact, I might say yes to too many things. Right. Because, and I might overcommit because I want to make an impact. And if somebody asks me for help, I want to say yes. And so I've learned in knowing this, like discovering this about myself, I've learned, oh, I don't actually do well at saying no, but I can say who else. Right. So I, so if I, if this isn't in my priorities of what I'm doing right now, I can say who else can do this for them or who, who, where other re- references or resources could I send their way to help them without having to say no. Right. And so every why motivation has something like that, where it's, it's like really their superpower, but then it's also um, has its downside. And then we found in working with teams that when you have two individuals that have two different motivations, if they don't understand that about each other, they don't understand that that's the other person's superpower. It can create a lot of conflict. So, I mean, this whole concept of why has been out a, li- a-, a while now. I mean, I don't remember when I would say Simon Sinek's book came out 20 years ago, something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, what's, 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 the big concept after the why now, you know, that's been out a long time. I'm not saying that that's still really valuable stuff. And uh, so I don't, I, I, I totally agree with that, but what's the next step that you are noticing in this idea behind mission driven companies, mission driven people? What are you saying? Yes. Yeah, so, we, so we, we say the why is the first step. Right, it's the f- the first step to discovering your purpose 
as a person, as a team, as a company. And I think this is really important and it's become really important, even more important over the past few years because for a number of reasons. One, um, a lot of people started realizing that they wanted to, to have more meaning behind what they were doing um, through the pandemic, right? So, that, so a lot of, you know, staying inside, a lot of internal reflection. We saw a lot of job changes, right, where people were, were changing careers or um, changing jobs. And, and because they started to, to look inward and really look more for meaning and purpose, so that's one one aspect, right? So so looking for if you want the strongest people, they're looking for what's your purpose. And then we have this young generation where that's what they're really all about, right? If they don't see if they don't understand why they're doing what they're doing, they they may leave, they might check they worse, they might check out, they may stay and actually not be productive, which is worse, right? Um and and so so we've got these two factors coming up about the importance of purpose. But what's also interesting is that this younger generation particularly are making buying decisions based on purpose. So they will spend more for a product or a service if they believe in that company's purpose than looking for the cheapest price, which is you know somewhat different than previous generations, right? So, so I think this concept of purpose really can become a competitive advantage for companies to say, once you understand that, and you get your team enrolled in that purpose, and then you get your your customers or clients enrolled in that purpose. It can really help your company grow exponentially. So we so our model that we that we use is called Red Thread Leadership. So we start with purpose, and then we run the red thread of that purpose through everything that you do as a company, right? So through your plan, your your vision, your strategy, your goals, through your processes, you know leaning up your processes to your purpose and your vision and your strategy is, are those processes actually getting you to where you want to go now? And then to your position. So your organizational structure, what are the right roles and the right decision-making processes and rewards that you give and your organization? And then ultimately your culture, which we call passion. And how do you develop passion, uh, the passion in your team for, for that purpose? And then also understanding their particular individual role in that purpose so that they can be passionate about what they do as well. I'm trying to play with this idea in my head um, that is the consumers, the drive to work with a ethical company gonna is gonna is it just a is is it gonna run its course and like so so let's give let's give us an example uh and the reason why i say that is um you know the the younger generation now um and i have a 14 year old i have a 23 year old and um this a friend uh, a friend of mine she has a 15 year old and, and I had said to her, the younger generation is, um, they're unaware of how much things cost because a lot of things have been paid for them, for them. They, you know, they, they, um, and more than any other generation, I'm 58, more than any other generation, they've had abundance. And so they've, they have the luxury of being able to say, well, yeah, I'll pay more for this because this company is 
and I don't like to use the word ethical. Okay. They're, they're doing the right thing. Okay. Whatever. Okay. I, and I'm not uh, playing, you know, um, I'm not saying it's not great for that to happen, but let's take a company. I'm just trying to think of an argument like a devil's advocate, because I tend to be that way about, so you look at a company like Walmart, right? And, uh, well, it's debatable if Amazon's going to win or if Walmart's going to win, right? Well, probably Amazon, but, and it's not because of their purpose and their ethical values or anything like that. But you look at Walmart and Walmart's mission and why is to give people, uh, to get them the cheapest price. Okay. It really is. That's the way Sam Walton was, mm -hmm. right? He, you know, give people and by giving, by getting products that are the cheapest price, people have access to things they've never had access to before. That's probably a good why right there, right? That's yeah. ethical. So I, my, my, what, the reason I bring up Walmart is I was looking at something that's not as mission driven, that's, that's um, not price oriented. And that's the first one I could kind of think of. And the idea is, will, will people resonate with Walmart, Walmart because they don't have this touchy-feely um, purpose? Yeah, they could, right? Walmart wouldn't have to change much about how they operate. They, and exactly how, how you articulated their purpose is probably how I would advise them to communicate their purpose, right? Like they, they mm. do have a strong purpose. There is a reason why they're as big as they're, as they are, because they are providing those products to people who might not otherwise be able to afford them. They're they're They are helping people who don't have as much money be able to have access to things. They're not talking about that. Right. So if they were talking about that more in their hiring process, in their advertising and marketing, right? If they were talking about that, they would be able to tamp down a lot of the noise and hatred towards Walmart, right? Because, you know, maybe how they go about things isn't the most ethical and, and purpose isn't really, I mean, it can be about things like um, social responsibility and ethics. It can be, but it doesn't have to be. When it's really, really strong, it's uniquely your company, right? So there are lots of companies that are trying to do um, sustainability right now, right? But um, how is your company uniquely doing sustainability because of your purpose? So your, your sustainability is just one way of how you're living your purpose, right? So it's, it's not your purpose. And I, and I think that the, the use of mission-driven and purpose-driven companies sort of being skewed towards do you know more social responsibility loses the power of the company's purpose because it's uniquely theirs right it's why they do what they do in everything they do yeah i it listen yeah i've always talked to my sons about company culture and what that means and you know making sure you understand what the company culture is that you're going to go work for because it's their personality and what amazes me over over my experience has been how that culture always stems from the the top the 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 owner of the company no matter how big the company is you know um it's just amazing that one person at the top 
who started the company can influence a hundred thousand employees. And um, so I guess that goes, my, my point of saying that is, I guess you can't pick a why that is um, marketing driven. Like you're not going to tell Sam Walton, he's not here anymore, but you're not going to tell Sam Walton that his company, uh, I should pick somebody else, um, <laughs> but uh, Elon Musk, right? Who's still here. You can't tell him that he should now have a company that gives to charities more than what, what he makes, you know, it's all about, it's just not in his personality. Right. And, um, you know, I, I, that's a weird example. I'm just trying to pick one up. So, so if you're an, you know, if you're a business owner listening to this, of course we, that's what we have is thousands of them. Um, you need to pick something that really resonates with you, even if it's not exactly going to win a lot of people over, um, uh, you know, and so to speak, would you agree with that? Hundred percent, hundred percent, and and that's why we start with the individual leader. And in a small business, we would start with the founder, right? And in my case, you know, I'm I'm the owner of a small business, right? So I talk about my why connection in interviews. So my my why connection is, as I mentioned, partnering with others to make a bigger impact, and how I do that is by finding better ways and sharing them. And ultimately what I deliver are simpler solutions, right? So that's my my why, my how, and my what. So when I'm interviewing somebody for the company, I say, you know, this, this is, we're always trying to make an impact and we're looking for better ways of doing things because my why connection is going to impact the culture of the company. That means I'm always changing things. I'm always looking for what do I client our clients need next? How is the workplace shifting? How is how is what's happening in, in the marketplace? What do companies need now? We're constantly changing. So if you're looking for a company that has a lot of stability and a lot of status quo, this isn't it, right? I I very I'm very honest about it. I'm saying this is this is what's like to work here. And um, and if that doesn't work for you, that's absolutely okay. And it's good to know that, right? So, so you know, I say, you know, clarity polarizes. So the clearer you are about how you operate, and um, and the downsides of how you operate, similarly, like for for, for me, having um, a how of better way means that when somebody gives me an idea, my internal process is to immediately think about how can we make that better? How can I make that idea better? Right? That's just how I operate. Right? <laughs> right? That's the first thing that happens. So I tell my team that, right? Like I work on trying to acknowledge their idea first, right? And say, yes, that's a great idea. And here how, here's how we might make it better. But there could be an interpretation of things aren't good enough. Like, like nothing's ever going to be good enough. And I say, that's right. Right? It's not because I'm always looking for how to make it better. Right. So that, so that might not work for some people, right. Where, where they don't, they don't want that and that's okay. Right. They, they, they will find another, another role in another company where they can thrive with that stability that they're looking for. So I think it really is important um, for founders and small business owners to understand themselves, how they operate. How does that show up in the culture of the company? Right. And then just be honest. Right, right, like it has strengths, it has weaknesses, and this is what it's like. And and um, and then people can decide for themselves if they want to be part of that or not. Yeah, and I would say too, more in my personal life, um, 
my why has has had to change for certain uh, for based on certain circumstances and you know right now i'm i'm you know that's it's a big it's a there's a big change going on in my life and so i'm having to redefine my why and um and so what i would say too to business owners is the is um don't this takes time it takes time to figure out your why it really helps to have a consultant like sonia um work with you on it though i would say you know i I, I didn't ha- I didn't have somebody working on my my why, um, but I had somebody a consultant working with us on our uh, on our um, branding projects, and those having somebody in the outside literally cut down seventy five percent of the time that we had to spend, um, and we got a better result. And I can see with the why how having you need somebody in the outside to kind of help you put through the paces. It's so important. I would say is next to the product or service you sell your, your why and all the other questions that go along with it is the next most important thing. It's more important than who you hire because you can't hire people until you know your who, your what, your why, all the other, you know, names that go along with it. Would you agree with that? Yes, I would hundred percent. And we just talked about it with Walmart, right? <laughs> like we came up with a new brand for them just on the fly. You know what would, we did, but, so much more I, I, but yeah, listen, they got good advertising agencies working for them too, who have raised that same question. And there's something about it that Walmart doesn't like, right? right? That, 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 you know, so I guarantee you, it's not an oversight it's it's either something at the top doesn't like it for some reason you know it's not like we're you know should be paid 8 million dollars for our idea now you know right. so um something's up with it but yeah but but i you're exactly right i think you know using your purpose to connect to your brand um can make that brand so much more powerful yes. right and then yes um, and then it does determine, right? Like who, who, why you do what you do determines who's going to pay you for why you do what you do and who's going to come work for you. Right. And so, um, you know, I think what, and the reason that we call culture passion is because there's a difference between engagement and passion. Engagement is participation, right? You're, you're involved, you're engaged passion will go through obstacles, will climb mountains, right? We'll get through those challenging times. And I think right now for businesses, we're, we're all experiencing that, right? There's a, there's a ton of uncertainty, probably I think more uncertainty than I've ever seen. And the speed of change is moving so fast that people are getting burned out. And, um, and that's hard for, for leaders, right. To be able to, how do you keep people motivated when we're, we don't really know where things are going because there's all this uncertainty and things are moving, moving so fast and they need to adapt to change faster. And how do we keep them motivated? It's through that purpose, right? So if you, you think about your personal life, right. When maybe you move into a new house or you get married or, or you have a child, right. And these are big, stressful situations that have that we go through in our lives, right? There's a lot of stress involved in that. But because we understand the purpose of it, we see what's on the other side. 
we'll do whatever it takes, right, to to get through all of that stress. And we have the passion for it because we can see the purpose of what we're doing. So it's the same thing with your company, right? If you can connect to that purpose and you connect and each person on the team is passionate about what they do and passionate about they, their purpose, um, they will break through obstacles and they will come up with things that you would never even have ever thought of, right? Because they're so passionate about the purpose of the company. Yeah, I agree with you. I think also what I've noticed is um, when when I totally understand my why and I believe in my why, um, you know, the the passion that I have to run that company is long lasting and life changing. So, um, you know, so I, I agree with you. And I think, you know, I've said this many times, you know, being a business owner is a, um, is a marathon and not a sprint. And you are going to have, um, you know, if you've had a couple of good years, right? I see this all the time. You have a couple of good years, you think you're, you're whatever doesn't stink. And you just, uh, and then you get hit by a recession. Or you get hit by a chain, major changing industry, or one of your best employees leaves, or you know you're going to have these obstacles that are incredibly um, hard. And uh, having a powerful um, fortitude because of your your uh, mission, um, and like you said, it glues the rest of the employees. Uh, that are with you together so that it almost compounds because you're right. It's like running a business is more to me about willpower. I, I would tell you I've had businesses that were priced significantly higher than my competition that maybe even the service wasn't as good, but I willed it to happen. Um, you know, and, and then, you know, it, the company got more sophisticated. We improved some certain things, but willpower is gonna is gonna beat a great product or service because eventually the great product or service becomes mediocre at some point um, unless you keep changing it. Um, so I, I I agree with you hundred um, percent. When when you are working with your clients as a as as a coach as a consultant. Um, do they buy into the idea of finding out their why easily? Um, sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. And, and like I said, I think there is, um, there's a mis misunderstanding of what the, of the, what their why is. I would say 90% of the time there's a misunderstanding of what their why is, what really motivates them. Um, but then once they go through the process and, you know, we say it takes 10 minutes, right? Right? Why not have it? Right. And then once they see the power of it and how it apply, how they can start applying it. Does it really take 10 minutes? It really takes 10 minutes. <laughs> it really takes 10 minutes. I, I, I'm, I'm very skeptical. Yes. I, <laughs> it takes I, I, 10 minutes. It maybe takes 10 minutes to come up with something, but not the one that resonates. I think, you know, I think you got to put time into this. Yeah. It takes 10, 10 minutes to get to what, how you articulate it, how you apply it is where the work comes in. Right. Oh. So, so the, um, and I had, I had worked with a team a couple of months ago. They're, they, they're in a research and development company 
I don't even know what they do because everything they do is top secret. But they're um, they they were a team of neuroscientists, and I you know I tried to explain the neuroscience behind, but and I didn't even know they were no, neuroscientists, con- right? It's a they hard consulting assignment, right? Exactly. <laughs> I didn't even know their, it. Till, I know until I got in the I room with neuroscientists. I guess right. you just ask them lots of questions. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, yeah. So, and so I just basically said, like, you tell me if this is wrong. Right. And um, and they were just more skeptical than you to say, well, they, they took it. They, I didn't give them their results right away. They, I did it as a team. And um, and they, they were and at the end. They were like, wow, we don't know how this works, but it does. And um, <laughs> and so. It's, but it really is about what you're saying. It's not just about having the information. It's about how do you start to apply it to you specifically? How does this show up for you as a leader? How does this show up for you as a team, um, a unique team, right? And then, and how does this show up for you as a company, a unique company, right? And and to use this to really drive your uniqueness to stand out. Um, but yes, I think, you know, and, and like I said, even having within a team, individuals having their own why connection and being I've had situations where conflicts were solved just by understanding each other. Right. Like they, yeah. of, right. of where, um, you know, I'll get, I'll give an example of, of one, uh, leader. She was new to, new to the, to the position and her why is to challenge the status quo. Well, she had her, uh, second in command, that she inherited when she took the job, her why was to find the right ways of doing things to create like predictable, predictable systems and processes, predictable results, right? She, she was all about creating predictable results. So you have somebody whose why is challenged the status quo with somebody who's looking at predictability and they were constantly butting heads, right? Yeah. And once they understood, they were like, oh my gosh, we're perfectly complemented, right? <laughs> right? When we need to innovate, Bring the challenge status quo when we need to take that innovation and really, you know, implement it and execute. We bring the person who's looking for the right ways, right? And so, um, it, it would they, they it could have continued and potentially one of them would have left. Would be my guess um, would, would have left the company. And now they're such a strong power duo in how they're leading the organization. Just having that insight and being able to recognize what each of them brings and really strengthen the team. Oh, it's good stuff. I would think that the the style points for the person who has the status quo would be an important element in determining if you can work with that person, because she 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 would have to back off at times. Sure, you know, uh, you know. So, um, anyway. Well, it was a great conversation. I knew it was going to be. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have uh, for today. I'd like to thank so much, um, uh, Sonia, uh, for coming on to today's uh, podcast. And, you know, of course, Sonia's company is Executive Leadership Consulting, uh, uh, Sonia Shelton. And um, so, uh, and, you know, to our listeners, if you like today's podcast, please feel free to share it with a friend and also subscribe. On your favorite podcasting app, we have so many fantastic guests like Sonia. Um, you know, learning is such an important part of being a successful entrepreneur. And I, I think, you know, over the 150, uh, I'm just more than that, 300 podcasts we've done, um, there's so many good people on it. 
So uh, please also, if you like today's podcast or any of the other podcasts we've done, please give us a five-star review. It helps us get the word out. And if you're looking for a line of credit for your business, feel free to go to our website. That's fscreditline.com. That's again, FS and Financing Solutions, creditline.com. And uh, Sonia, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, how would they go about reaching you? So the best place, the hub for everything is our website, which is executiveleader.com. We have the link to the Y Connection if somebody wants to find their why. We have a lot of free resources, um, you know, webinars and articles and and, um, case studies and things that business owners can use um, for free to to help to grow their business, their leadership and their culture. What's that? um, The oh, it's on your website, the Mm the the link to. the why, right? It's on your website. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So executive, I'm writing it down for myself, leadership.com, right? Executiveleader.com. Leader.com. Okay. Great. Um, thanks for coming on. Thank you. I really enjoyed our conversation. Me too. So, I mean, my takeaway from today, it's it's always a constant reminder. I mean, I actually wrote it down on a, a sticky pad for me that I, that I need to... Uh, I, I mentioned everybody, I'm making a change. I'm not me. I have to figure out my why in my life. You know, unfortunately, my wife passed away recently. And, you know, it's my number one biggest struggle that I'm trying to figure out is, you know, you know, where do I go from here? So, um, you know, my why in my life has changed. So um, I think it has. So it's, you know, it's uh, tough times, believe me. And, um, you know, having to start over again is nothing new to me. Um, but this one's a big one. So it was a good conversation. I really enjoyed it. And, um, I wish everybody the best of luck. Mm -hmm.